Kia ora and welcome to the Kiwi Running Show. It is great to have you here. I'm stoked that you could join us and unfortunately it is just me today in the studio. Uh, my co-host uh, Stefan Smith is unable to be with us. Well, uh, to be honest, it's more my fault. We've been scrambling to get this show out and I've had a few little hiccups along the way. Um, my computer crashed not long ago, and then before that, my, my dad's actually been um, in hospital for a few weeks, so been a bit sidetracked. But we thought, look, we have to get this show out to you, so we've uh, we've pulled together a whole bunch of really amazing interviews from the New Zealand Cross Country Champs, um, and also a really cool interview that we've got on file uh, that I recorded ooh, about nine months ago actually, um, late last year, with a very incredible runner by the name of Mike Lloyd, and he's a, a visually impaired runner um, who's done 10 New York marathons now, so we actually caught up with him just before his 10th marathon and did this interview. We've had it sitting in our archives and I've been waiting for the perfect chance to slot it in, um, so that is going to be at the end of the show. But let's dive into some news because a lot's been happening as always in the world of New Zealand running. First of all, we're going to cover off a bunch of the international news that's been happening. And this is skipping back a few weeks, but I thought I'd better mention it um, because it's a big result. Aaron Booth, one of our top decathletes, well, probably our top decathlete right now, um, he won the uni games, picked out the, the gold medal in that in a new PB of 7,827 points. Now, for a lot of runners, that may mean nothing. Once you get up towards the 8,000 mark, you are getting into that kind of world-class territory. Um, and so that's, that's certainly peppering that mark. And that puts him fourth ever in New Zealand for the decathlon. So phenomenal result. And he's only 20, 22 years old. So big, big future ahead of him. Um, Max Atwell, incidentally, uh, from Canterbury, um, was fourth in the uni games as well. So really, really cool. Skipping down the other results, Camille Buscombe has had a, a really big summer over in Europe. She's run a bunch of 3Ks. Um, I can see here she's run uh, 8.55 for the 3,000 metres. Skipping down, see if we've got any others in the results. That's all I can see at the moment, but she will be lining up uh, in the 10,000 metres for Doha, uh, which will be very exciting coming up in, in a few weeks, actually. Um, also on the track in the 3,000 metres was Ollie Chignall. He's had a, a, a summer over in Europe as well. He got pulled off a 3,000 metre PB of 8.03, so nice and solid. And that was in Leuven in Belgium. And in the same meet, Sam Bremer uh, ran 151, fellow Otagoite. Is that what you call him down there? Otagoian? I'm not sure. Anyway, Sam Bremer did a 151 in the 800 and also uh, PB'd just a few weeks before that uh, with a 150 in the 800. So getting close to that sub sub 150, which is exciting. Um, and also I should mention that Ollie Chignall also did a 1346 PB in the 5,000 metres. So he's he's been dropping personal bests like the hot over in Europe. Um, also on the track in Europe, uh, Callan Moody dropped a 5,000 metre PB of 14.17. James Preston dropped an 800 metre PB of 147, which takes him up up that ladder in the New Zealand rankings um, all time. So he, he did a 147.04. So him and Brad Mathis are continuing their their climb up the rankings. Uh, Julian Oakley did a PB in the 1500 metres of 339. Um, man, so much, so much going on. It's been very exciting. Nick Willis, the eldest statesman of New Zealand middle distance running, he Picked up a win finally for the season um, at the Cleveland Guardian Mile. He ran a 356 uh, with what I believe was a 54 second close in the, that final 400 metres. So proving that he's still got that that Willis kick. Uh, he can still pull away. Unfortunately, this weekend just gone, he was attempting to get the 
world qualifying standard, which he hasn't yet ticked the box for, um, of 3.36. He fell just short running 3.37 low at the Paris Diamond League. So hopefully uh, Nick's going to have another chance to, to crack that. But it feels like he needs to just get in that right race that's not not too fast, not too slow. Those Diamond League races just go out so quick. And if you're not kind of in the 3.30 low uh, shape, then, you know, you can often um, just be running with bricks on your feet by those last couple of hundred metres. So I'm, I'm hoping that Nick can book his ticket to to Doha. It would be great to see a black singlet on the track to join um, Camille as our only, I think, our only track runners. Of course, we've got a couple going in the marathon with Zane Robertson and... Um, Malcolm Hicks, um, and then obviously our field athletes as well. Um, of incidentally, Jack O'Gill just qualified for. Uh, I think he's already qualified for Doha. He's just thrown a qualifier for Tokyo next year as well, which I believe that makes it his third Olympic Games, and he's only twenty-four. So that <laughs> only twenty-four, and he's qualified for three Olympic Games. That is ridiculous. Anyway. Moving on from the track to the roads, uh, big result from Lydia O'Donnell. She won the Sunshine Coast Marathon recently in a time of 2.41, so I don't think that's her best time in the marathon, but um, great to get the win nonetheless. And also winning over in Australia was Dave Ridley with the Run Melbourne Half, uh, which he won in 1 hour 7 minutes and 46 seconds. Um, and then on the trails, Ruth Croft continues to be a, a major star in that trail ultra world. Um, so she picked up fourth at the World Mountain Running Cup, uh, which is the round five in Switzerland, in a 31k race uh, with 2.2k uh, vertical. So solid result there from Ruth. So, so many results. Um, and that brings us basically to the end of all our international news. And we're going to take a little break, little break, and we'll be back with our New Zealand cross-country coverage. And we are back just like that. So the New Zealand Cross Country Champs was held a couple of weeks ago down in Wellington. It was a stunning day. It was actually, I was prepared for Arctic weather. Um, <laughs> I literally took two jackets with me and very uh, a, a lot of layers underneath those jackets. Uh, turns out I didn't need them. I was wearing a t-shirt by the middle of the day. The sun came out. There was very little wind. It was perfect cross country running um, if you like me and don't really like getting too muddy. Um, but the, the course was, was a really interesting one, running around Harcourt Park, kind of a um, lots of twists and turns. It's a 2K course, so obviously the seniors did five laps of that to complete their 10K. Um, but there were lots of tight, tight turns and lots of sharp little hills kind of running up, if you imagine, like a stop bank-sized hill. So sort of going up for five seconds, down for five seconds, but a lot of that to, to really keep it interesting. So it meant it was a good... A good meeting ground between your, your mountain running trail types and your, your track road running types is a good middle ground and, and we definitely saw that in the results where it was um, good, good head-to-heads with, with mountain runners going, going head-to-heads with, with, with the, the track stars. Um, so the results in the senior men, it was Cam Graves and going into this, man, I thought it was going to be close. Like we had a good talk in the commentary booth about who would take this race out. And I tell you, there were five or six guys that were genuinely putting forward as big hopes for it. Cam Graves was probably inching ahead as, as the favourite, but it turned out right from the gun, he just took off and just owned this race. 48 hours off the plane, back from a training stint over in Cyprus with some of the Athletics New Zealand crew. Um, off the plane, down to Wellington and won his first New Zealand cross-country title. So big result. He was, what is it, 39 seconds ahead of, of Dan Belchin. And then just nine seconds behind Dan was Jacob Pretty, who was closing nice and fast. So that was your top three. Then in the senior women's, and uh, the women were running with the men, which made for an interesting dynamic. Um, 
it ended up that the women sort of stayed more as a pack, whereas the guys sort of spread out. But often what you see when you've got those mixed races is the uh, it gives that confidence for one of the women to go off because they will still have company with some of those guys. So you can often see a um, yeah one of the women really really keep up with those sort of mid pack or mid to front pack guys, and um, yeah, it adds to an interesting dynamic. But what we saw was a really exciting women's race where we had a pack of about five runners and they just slowly dropped off one by one and it ended up that Maya Christini was the New Zealand cross-country champ uh, winning in a time of 36-33 over the 10k course and when you consider the terrain, the tight turns, the little patches of mud, that was a really solid time. Uh, so 16 seconds behind her was Rebecca Green and then Lisa Cross who I believe won last year off the top of my head. Uh, she was back in third but a really strong result from her. Then in the juniors, and I'll just mention the under 20s rather than sort of rattle through all the results, uh, Toby Golter was um, was pretty stunning in, in his win in the under 20s men. And then the one of the women of the moment of, of cross-country running in New Zealand was Kirsty Ray, who took out the women's under 20. Now, she has had a stellar year, and just last weekend, after winning the New Zealand cross-country title, went over to Australia and won that race as well. So really proving that she is quite a talent. She's on a great run of form, and so keep an eye out for that name, Kirsty Ray. Lock it away in your memory, because we will see more of that woman. All right, we are going to jump over to the interviews now. Uh, it's mostly with the, the winners, and there's, there's a fair bit of background noise, so apologies for that. Um, there was obviously a lot of excitement going on in the background, but really great interviews. And then we're going to switch over to Mike Lloyd after our New Zealand cross-country interviews. But thanks, everyone, for joining, and we will see you in the next episode. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us. Okay, see ya. Hey. Hello and welcome back to the Athletics New Zealand Cross Country Champs and I'm here with the, the winner of the Women's Under 18, Martina Connor. Congratulations. Thank you. And how's the body feeling after, after that 5k? I think the endorphins have finally kicked in. I'm sort of, legs are tired but the rest of my body's feeling great. Yeah, awesome. And, and coming to this event, did you think gold was, was on the cards? No, um, well, I knew I could keep up with the top girls but actually in the Canterbury one I managed to get third and that's leading up to it. I had a full in that race but still I was like oh, a bit nervous coming into this one being my second race since March so, so I've been out really injured yeah. for All the, the last couple of months in the pool swimming instead so yeah I was sort of like just going to make my World move and take most of this opportunity. Wow so you've spent most of the time in the pool. Tell us about those pool workouts. Give us, give us some tips for those fellow injured runners out there. Yeah so it's honestly just like a mind game. I, I don't have the best attention span but going up and down the pool swimming and aqua jogging you sort of have to, if you want to be able to come back running and be in enough shape to make and Mark, you got to you got to put the hard work in, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And mental toughness—that's what you need in cross country. And it looked like you you timed your your move really well. So about two k to go, you, you made a strong move going up that hill, just um, sort of entering that last lap. Was that the plan going in, or just do it by feel? Um, honestly, I didn't really have a plan coming in. My coach was just like, just don't go out too hard. Didn't really follow that. He, I think he wanted me to play it easy, but I just stayed with the girls. So I felt comfortable at that starting oh, pace, and I just felt okay. the girls okay. getting yep. falling off a bit. So I just took the opportunity going up that hill in the last lap and was like, it's time. Awesome. And what do you think of the course? It's it's quite sort of choppy and changy yeah. and technical. Yeah, I actually quite like the uphills because it's good for making moves and yeah. bring up the tempo a bit, but definitely like by the last lap on the last hill, I was like. Oh, I just got to get up here. <laughs> Don't want to hit a wall. Yeah. yeah. And so, what's next for you? Um. Well, I think we're going to do road race nationals, hopefully, and then getting heading into track season. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well done again. Enjoy the win and um, safe travels back home. Thank you. With me, the winner of that uh, race, a fantastic performance from Liam Back. Liam, great, uh, great performance. Uh, just take us through the race earlier on. Uh, yes, I started pretty fast. Will Anthony set the pace for us. He was going pretty hard. Uh, good, good build-ins are going into Aussie next year. So, uh, sorry, I'm in the upcoming months. So, yeah, 
the boys took it out. We had a good group of four there pushing it hard as from the start, so it's pretty good. You seem to have that uh, really classy final sprint over the last 500. Yeah, no, I've been working on that for a few years. It wasn't always like that. Yeah, no, Mr McNabb's got me going well, so pretty happy about that. You didn't hear him out on the course? I think he was shouting pretty loudly for you. I think everyone could hear him, mate. <laughs> Just take us through that last lap on the corner. You had a bit of a slip. Uh, yeah, got a bit hard underfoot today, you know, but money didn't put my 12 mils in, so got a bit rough on that last corner and fell down the hill. <laughs> but you soon recovered pretty quick. Yeah, yeah nah, luckily I managed to get up and get back on them pretty fast. So. But different to last year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Granada North was way more muddy. This is a lot faster course and a lot nicer, to be honest. Yeah. How long way is the Australian Champs? Uh, it's on the 25th of August, so about three weeks. Well, good luck and all the best. Yeah, thank Congratulations. You. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm here with the, the winner of the, the men's 65 and over, uh, Graham Lear. Uh, congratulations, first of all. Yeah, thanks very much. And um, how did you find the course out there? A bit better than last year, because you are the reigning champ, so slightly different. Yeah, a very different course. I quite enjoyed it last year, because I quite like mud. <laughs> but uh, this was uh, a good, good course, lots of uh, steep little pinches uphill, and uh, not so much mud, so yeah. yeah. And you weren't tempted to keep up with the young'uns on that first lap? Uh, I tried, uh, but they disappeared very quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So. Uh, Two, two cross-country titles. What, what else are you doing? Uh, any road running, trail running, track? or Yeah, what's, the, what's the, the schedule look like? Yeah, I do a lot of trail running. So we've got uh, things like the Dunn Run in Nelson coming up, the Abel Tasman, uh, going down to Stewart Island for yeah. a run in October. So, yeah, kind of pretty full over the next few months. Yeah, uh, and, and tell us about your, your background. Have you been in the game long? Yeah, I used to run cross-country at school and then, yeah, you know, I had a bit of a break, uh, as you do when you're, uh, you know, in your sort of young adult days. But, yeah, went back to it in my 40s and, uh, yeah, continued on from then, really, yeah. Great. And where to from here? Oh, well, another four years' time, it's a next age group up, so, you know, I'll, yeah, <laughs> just try and keep going as long as I can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well done. Go and rest up the legs and uh, well done for another national title. Great. Thank you very much. With me here is Fred um, Needham from, from Waikato Bay Plenty, and you've just taken out the M7C uh, Cross Country Champs. How does that feel? Very good, yes. Yeah, thrilling. Is this, your, is this your first event of these, or have you done a few before? I last competed in the National Cross Country Champs in 1965. Really? Wow. Mm. And uh, how did that go? Did, did you come home with a medal? <laughs> no, no. I was about 19th in the junior men. Wow. Yeah. And so what, are, what have you been doing since then, uh, as far as exercise goes, running? Um, yeah, what have you been doing to keep fit in those couple of decades, <laughs> separating the two? Well, I've kept the running up here and there. Yep. Over the last few decades, I've been fairly consistent. Just kept the training going. Yeah. Uh, keeping fit. Awesome. So it's not a hilly course today, but you'd probably call it a technical course. Lots of turns, lots of uh, little niggly hills. Um, how did you find it? Yeah, those little hills were, were, were quite steep, and they're annoying because they, they suck the energy right out of you. Yeah. yeah and then you've got to get going again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have an approach for tackling those hills? No, just take it as I can. Awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your national title. Go and enjoy the rest of the day um, and enjoy that medal. Thank you very much. So I'm here with the winner of the Senior Women's uh, 10K Cross Country, Maya Crisini. How, how are you feeling? Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, it's a pretty amazing feeling. Um, definitely not what I was expecting um, from today. I think I just wanted a strong race and to be up there with the top girls and come away with a medal. So I think, I mean, I'm so happy. I like, it's really cool to see like all the training paying off and yeah. Yeah. So um, it looked like you made quite a strong move with about 4K-ish to go. Um, yeah. what, what was sort of going through your mind? Were you feeling good at that stage? Because that's when I feel terrible. <laughs> yes. I think I was just sort of, we were like keeping a good pace and I was like, oh, this is good, like running in a group, um, yeah. 10K's a long way, you know, you don't know how you're going to feel in 2K time, it can go downhill pretty quickly, but I just yeah. sort of felt really strong and I was like, well, you know, I'm feeling good, so um, once that gap opened up, I was sort of like, well, just got to keep 
go pushing on strong and just hope that you know I can keep the gap yeah. open and just stay strong till the finish really. Were, were you looking around over your shoulder a little bit for that first K when you pulled away? Um, I think I was sort of I could hear them sort of behind me and then it suddenly got a bit quiet and I sort of had like a quick glance back and I was like okay there's you know there's a gap here but you know can't take that gap for granted I just kept looking forward um oh. yeah keep looking ahead to the next guys in the race or just trying to keep up with them and hope they'll pull me through awesome <laughs> and so the course here it's it's a little bit challenging um how yeah. did you you find it like there's lots of short sharp hills lots of corners yeah I mean um as a Wellington runner, run Granada North course um, three times. So I think after that, like this feels sort of a more technical course, but just not having that sinking mud is just so much easier on the legs. And I definitely think for me personally, like this is a better course for me than a course like Granada. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> a, a lot more friendly, <laughs> this one. Um, and so coming around, there's a little tree with about 100 metres to go. There's a little tricky corner coming around there. But once you're past there, you're basically downhill, downhill. rolling. What did it feel like once you got past that tree and you knew you had the title? Um, I think I was just sort of like, wow, um, you know, still can't, you just can't take anything for granted. And I just wanted to finish strongly and just, you know, make sure there was no chance of <laughs> falling short of <laughs> what yeah, I'd yeah. worked so hard for during the race. Sure. So what's next for you? Are you thinking Aussie cross-country nationals or are you going to stay here and focus on the roads? Or? Yeah, um, I'm, at, I'm studying at Vic, um, doing a, a conjoint law and arts degree, so I've kind of got, I'm in my third year, so I've kind of got that focus, so I'm just sort of staying in the domestic season, um, looking to road champs and, of course, um, road relays, the yeah. highlight of the... What, what's your club, by the, by the way? Um, Wellington Harriers, yeah, so I've got a really amazing squad um, coached by Kieran McDonald, so... It's just uh, school athletes and a few uni students, and it's just a really supportive, like, fun environment, and it makes training really fun, I think. <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing like the New Zealand road relays. So how do you celebrate tonight? What's what's your go-to meal after this? Um, probably a burger and fries is always a good post-race um, celebration. <laughs> and, yeah, just kind of back to uni tomorrow, but definitely um, good celebration tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, back to, the, back to the books and enjoy the celebration. Really yeah. impressed with your running and um, go, and, go and celebrate, and we'll see you at the roads. Yeah, can't wait. Thank you very much. So we're back here with Cam Graves, man, winner of the, the national cross-country champ, your first win ever. How does it feel, bro? Yeah, I'm absolutely stoked. I mean, I've uh, wanted to get a national title on the senior, senior level for a while now, so to finally pull through, I'm pretty stoked, pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we were saying before, before we went live, um, you went out pretty hard at the start. Now, that wasn't all, like, coaches' instructions or your own plan. A few people had a say in that. Yeah, yeah, they sure did. Um, the coach wanted me to kind of chill and uh, maybe halfway see how it's feeling and go from there yeah. um, but yesterday I had a wise idea to go, go on a good old Instagram and put a poll up and uh, option one was to go from the gun and option two was to go hard from halfway and uh, it looked like uh, the community decided to go from the gun and that's what we did today. I bet all your competitors were like Dude, go, for, go from the gun. I want you to explode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so uh, what, is this, what does this mean for you, man? Because you, you're off the back of a 65-minute half marathon at Gold Coast and um, now a national title on the cross country. Yeah. Um, man, it must feel good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, training's been going really well this year. Yeah. Um, no niggles, no injuries, anything like that. So yeah. from here, proceeding forward, I kind of just want to concentrate um, on the long stuff, do another big build-up, 12 to 16 weeks of mileage. Um, and then maybe give another crack at a half. I want to break 63. Um, so that'd be a really quality time. And then go on to track season come, come December and January. Cool. Yeah. And do you think you'll do New Zealand road champs as well? I Double so. up? Yeah, yeah. Have to, have to give it a go. I mean, I love the road. Yeah. And uh, I want to get those new Nike next percent. Uh, it's a good to give them the jam somewhere. Cool. <laughs> and we've seen, speaking of Instagram, um, we, we saw... Uh, a bunch of shots of lounging on the beach in Cyprus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but there must have been some hard training going on because there's some speedy boys you're running with. Tell us about that little training camp that you've been, um, or the Athletics New Zealand team's had over there. Yeah, of course, of course. So I actually got back 48 hours ago. Um, I've been in Seriously? Cy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> had the uh, long haul flight back uh, from Cyprus. Um, so I was actually over there as a training partner with Malcolm Hicks. Um, and he's up over there with the Athletics New Zealand team in the build up. Uh, for world champs in Doha for a couple of months. Um, so essentially we're over there just to get used to the heat, etc., etc. 
Um, but yeah, Zane Robinson was there and Caden Shields had a cool little training posse. So yeah, it's cool to throw down with those guys and do some, some big miles. Oh man, that's a speedy bunch. And <laughs> obviously some of that endurance rubbed off running with the yeah, current yeah. New Zealand marathon record holder, Malcolm yeah. Hicks, 213 on the marathon. Yeah. Yeah, playing um, big boys. And, and tell us about that, that team feel over there because we had some like pole vaulters there and yep. um, yeah, the yep. whole, whole crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it was 10 or 11 athletes. Um, so we had the pole vaulters, had the walk team, um, had the high jumpers, things like that. Um, so it was a cool community base over there. and cool uh, close-knit friends now so stoked to see how they're all progressing and uh, moving into Doha it's gonna be pretty exciting so yeah. stoked to be part of it really yeah, yeah. awesome who's uh, who do you think's gonna take it at the the marathon Zane or, or do you think Malcolm's got got his eye on hunting down Zane <laughs> <laughs> I can't say Malcolm's my brother and uh, I just met Zane he's a legend too and obviously yeah. two very talented athletes um, but on the day it's gonna be uh, pretty hot and humid conditions so I think it's going to be anyone's race on the day, so it's, it's going to go and throw down. It's them versus the weather, really, eh? Exactly. Um, so people can follow you on Instagram, social media and stuff to give us give a little plug for that? Yeah, yeah, uh, cheeky plug. Uh, so on Instagram, it's just Cam Graves, and then on YouTube, my girlfriend Lana and I have uh, Lana and Cam, and we just do, like, travel videos and stuff like that, so check us out. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Definitely. Well, well done, man. Really great, great race. Yep. You, you lit the track on fire. We thought it was going to come down to sort of a four or five man race, but you, yep. you dictated it. And so, yeah, go and, go and celebrate. Rest up. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thanks so much. With me here, I'll get you to introduce yourself and, and explain your role with Cam Graves. So. Yeah, my name's Paul Hamlin. I'm the coach out of North Sport Academy based at AUT Millennium on Auckland's Oscar North Shore, um, and I've been coaching Cam since he was about 16. Wow, since so you're 16. Far out. 15, 16, so yeah. a long time. So. I have to ask, yeah, Cam put the, the word out to social media, how should I run this race? Is, is social media coaching the new future? Well, it's a bit scary when they trust social media more than their coach for how to run the race. So, yeah. So it was interesting anyway. as well. You said go from the gun. Yeah. Yeah, no, it looked like it was, it was the wise option because there was a, a lot of a lot of talent behind behind Cam, um, and it really blew the blew the race apart right from the start. How, what were you feeling in that first lap? Well, Cam only got back from Cyprus on Friday, so after a big trip, it's hard to know how you're going to feel. Yeah. So I thought it might have been a bit smarter to sit for at least five k. Yep. And that was the advice that Malcolm also gave him. And right before the race, Cam said, I'm going to sit for 4K. And then after the first 100 metres, that didn't happen. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, we've been talking a lot about this course and how to approach it. And, um, like, from a coaching perspective, what do you tell your athletes? Because it's... Uh, you, I don't know if you'd call it a hilly course, but there's a lot of hills on the course, like a lot of short, sharp hills, a lot of corners. And um, wh what would you sort of say to your, your average runner as far as approaching the race? Well, I think if you've done the work and you're prepared, you should be able to handle any, any course. Yep. So it's just being confident in your own ability with the training you've done and what you've been through. If you've never raced on a course like this, you want to be conservative. Yep. But if, if you've done that in training, you know, you can be a bit more confident like Cam was today to really put himself out there. And he yeah. knew training was going well, so it was a, it was risk, but it was a it was a um, you know a, a safe risk. Yeah, yeah. And um, coming into an event like this, would you recommend to young athletes like research the course, find a course that you can do at home, and do a bit of bit of that practice, do some of your workouts over a similar course? Yeah, definitely. I think um, when you're young, you want to be training on lots of different terrains. Yeah. You don't want to be on the road all the time, and same with being off off road. So yeah. you want to mix, you want to mix it up. But yeah. when you're young, it's about having about having fun and enjoying what you do and not putting too much pressure on big championship races like this when you're when you're a kid. Yeah. So I think there's often too much pressure for kids to perform when they're when they're young. So I just look kind of let them make their up their own minds. Yeah. Run how they want, yeah. run how they enjoy. And so uh, obviously you had Cam in this event. Any other of your runners on the start line? Yeah well, I had actually Cam's partner was in the same same race so which she had a bit of an accident so I haven't actually caught up with her yet. So hopefully she she's pulled through okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And we had Audrey Gregan, who ran really well. Um, cool. She's had a lot of injuries in the past, so uh, this is the first national cross she's done in many years, so it was awesome to see her see her finish. Yep. Oh, brilliant. Well, well done, um, team, team Cam Graves, and, um, yeah, go, yeah go, and, go and celebrate well. And um, what's, what's sort of next on the cards? That's, we've got a half marathon coming up. Can we get an insight what uh, race what, that's going to be? Which half marathon is this? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't discussed it yet. Yeah. Social media told him. Yeah. <laughs> nah, well, Cam's just got back from a big trip, so the yeah. next couple of weeks have got to be really easy. 
Um, you're quite susceptible to getting sick when you come back from a, yeah, from a big trip. Yeah. So he needs to just take it easy and then, and then recover and then, and then, then plan the next race. Go and, put, go and put the track pants on. <laughs> go and put the track pants on and get warm. Yeah. Cool. Well, have a good celebration, boys, and um, yeah, we'll see you at the next big event. Great. And um, Toby, I've got to say congratulations, mate. And, and how does it feel to have your national title? Uh, yeah, I'm very happy. I had three weeks off uh, training because my appendix, and I'm back. At, uh, I had a good three weeks training back, and I'm very happy to take my third under, under 20 title this year. So you had three weeks off to get your appendix out, man. When was that? Um, yeah, so I had three weeks off. There was about six weeks ago, and then I've been training for the next last month. And then coming back to race today, um, I felt fresh. I felt good after, week, like, two weeks training, doing high mileage. So, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Mate, that is one impressive return to form. Um, that, that, were you thinking when you are in the hospital bed waiting for your appendix to get up, that's the end of my winter season? Um, I was... I was going through the pain of the appendix, but mostly the pain was on my head saying I can't run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm just happy I'm back. Yeah, I'm very happy back to form and back to racing. I've got um, New Zealand Half Marathon Champs, which I'll be doing in a couple of weeks' time, and I'll focus on road champs as well. So. Awesome. Yeah, I hope to take those titles. Yeah, hopefully you get the, get the double, the winter double. Yeah. Now, so we saw you in that last lap, mate, we're just grabbing your side, looking like you are straining a little bit. Was it a bit of a stitch, or I hope it wasn't the appendix <laughs> kicking up uh, a fuss? I had a banana about it actually 40 minutes before the race um, and I came around that last lap so I'm glad that I actually uh, sped up because honestly he could have maybe taken me if I, um, uh, yeah, I kind of got the stitch so I'm, yeah, very hard yeah. <laughs> for the last lap but I'm just, yeah, I'm glad I held them off. Yeah, yeah. Wow. well great run mate and uh, I'll let you go and to get warm, get your medal and, yeah. and how are you going to celebrate tonight? Um, uh, I don't know, I'll probably just hang with my family, have some nice dinner and you know. Do some stretching and and then yeah, just focus on the training this week and you know you're building up for this next race. Yeah. Yep. Long run tomorrow. Um, I'm not sure. I have to ask my coach about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, well done, mate. Great run. Um, and uh, you gutsed out that last last lap and incredible return after that appendix. So yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And it was a great event to be a part of. Okay, so I'm here with Kirsty Ray. Uh, congratulations, national title. Yeah, thank you. It feels good. Yeah, and you said to me before, it started to get a little bit boring, 6K, a little bit longer than you used to. Yeah, definitely. I just need to get used to running the 2K extra. Um, yeah. It makes quite a difference, especially in kind of the racing styles. And, yeah, it's not so aggressive from the start. So, yeah, I think I just need a little bit more practice. Yeah, and what was the plan today? Were you, it looked like you went out pretty hard. Yeah, I didn't really have a plan. Honestly, the first 2K, I was just like, okay, don't do anything crazy, because then I knew that probably the last 2K had fall off a bit, um, off the pace. But, yeah, the first 2K kind of just stuck in behind. I think Amy was leading maybe. There was a good pack of us. So, yeah, I didn't push the pace from the start. Um, and then kind of towards the end of the first lap, I just went to the front of the pack, but, like, didn't make any moves or anything. And then from there, just tried to control the race and just go my own pace. Um, and, yeah, just focus on how I was feeling. Yeah, yeah and how about the course because we're it's not hilly but there's lots of little hills <laughs> yeah the, the course actually felt surprisingly hilly I think yeah yeah the hills were short and sharp and I think that kind of took it out of your legs a bit um yeah and also it was really muddy kind of going around there were quite a few sharp turns after the hills um so yeah it was really muddy so just had to go a little bit slower and try to avoid yeah. falling yeah. over and uh, we have to talk about world cross because 17th that's uh <laughs> we're talking about in the commentary booth like 17th for those listening it might not sound amazing but anyone who knows world cross country 17th like top 20 is a phenomenal result so um how did that go yeah it was really fun um my first ever 6k race and i kind of just come off track season i think i did a 5k at nationals before i left so yeah i'd been doing a little bit of longer track um events that season just to get used to the distance but yeah world cross was so much fun um and it was nice just going in with no expectations and just like going in for the experience and yeah seeing what i could do but so much fun and like there were so many fun obstacles around the course like a bear tent and there was like a viking corner and just so many exciting things to help distract me from the race so yeah it was kind of like whenever i got tired i just had a new obstacle to focus on so it was really good yeah and so what's next what's what's up 
Um, so I've got the Australian cross country champs in three weeks. So I'll be heading over with the New Zealand secondary schools team. Um, so we're yeah we're leaving on the 21st of August and then racing on the 24th and then yeah we're over there for about a week. Gets in Wollongong. Yeah, Wollongong. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, so yeah, I think it's quite a flat and firm course. So yeah, it'll be really fast. That's for sure. Awesome. Um, actually, our co-host Stefan Smith lives over there, so you might see him. Yeah, oh, cool. we'll, we'll try and grab an interview. Um, and you must have had some some talks with US colleges, surely. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely doing a few talks at the moment, and yeah, hoping to go over next year. Cool, that's the plan. Awesome. Well, well done. Go and enjoy your warm down and enjoy a, a national title. Thanks so much. Cool. <laughs> Right, so we are really privileged to have with me here uh, Mike Lloyd um, or Michael Lloyd. Uh, what do you what do you prefer, Mike? Uh, typically, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Michael's a bit official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, Mike Lloyd has um, done how many marathons have you done now? Uh, Ten up to now. Them up. Yeah. yeah, and are they all in New New York, or have you done a few closer to home? Uh, I've done nine in New York. Yeah, and one here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now. Um, for those who are listening, give us a little bit of a bit of a background um, on yourself and and sort of how you discovered this whole this whole running thing. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose for me, my I suppose my point of difference is that yeah. I'm I'm blind. Yeah. So I was I was born with I suppose partial vision. Okay. So like going to school, I could run around fairly freely, but I never had enough yeah. vision to say see the the blackboard at the front of the school at the front of the classroom. Yeah. Um, I could read like the normal. Uh, reader books and bits and pieces. Sure. But as I went through school, that got less and less um, to the point that, by, I suppose, by the, by the time I was about 30, I'd lost yeah. the ability to read text. Yeah. And these days, I'm uh, currently 48 and uh, well, basically blind. I can, I can perceive a little bit of light yeah. if I'm looking in the right direction, but no certainly usable vision. Yeah, sure. And, and was that a condition that over time, because um, I've talked to a few runners who have, have had that same um, that same issue mm-hmm. um, where it gradually gets gets worse the older you get? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so growing up, what, what sort of sports were you, were you into? Um, Just general stuff. I mean, yeah. um, I, I suppose I, for me, I was blessed with a, a family that were very... Um, had the had the had the mindset that I might have a vision impairment, but just get on with it. Awesome. So yeah. we spent a lot of time as kids yeah, at the beach and on the boat and sailing and all that sort of things. So yeah. I, I spent a lot of years sort of rowing and sailing and enjoying yeah. what um what New Zealand's got to offer as, as far as the the ocean and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it yeah, wasn't until okay. I suppose I left school that I I wanted to do well keep fit and all that sort of thing. So I obviously went to a gym. Um, at, at that stage, I still had enough vision that I could still run um, independently. Yeah. Um, what I found was I, I tended to run more in familiar environments, so my local neighbourhood or that sort of thing. Um, and over over the over a few years, I found was as my my sight was decreasing, I had to be more and more, I suppose, careful of how I ran. Mm. Um, so like <laughs> familiar environments, I I literally knew it every step by step you know wow. and yeah. and so every, every little crack and every little rise pretty in the pavement much and, yeah yeah because yeah. what i found was my sight was getting less dependable mm. so what i thought if i saw a mark on the ground for example I, I i if i didn't know what it was i would sort of you know you guess it yeah you know is it a step is it a shadow is it a is it a crack is it a dip in the is it a hole in the yeah. footpath what is it yeah um, opt for lifting your foot yeah, up higher. <laughs> so what I found was obviously in familiar environments I could gauge that. Cool. Um, where I came unstuck was things like you know rubbish days and there's ran- oh, random course. bins all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, occasionally yeah, windy when, rubbish days, I guess, yeah, are the yeah. worst ones. Um, after storms, all that sort of thing, when yeah. there's a bit more um, a tree wreckage around the place. Yeah. Uh, windy days, uh, wet days, so when you couldn't hear your environment quite as much, all that mm. sort of thing. So yeah, it made life interesting. Yeah. Um. And then I just I got to a point where that was I just found that was just too dangerous. I tackled too many lampposts and wow, run into too many wheelie bins. <laughs> and I thought, okay, that this is getting a bit stupid. Yeah. Um. So I I went back to the gym and I and I thought, well, okay, the gym's fine, but I wanted to get I wanted to do a bit more than just gym work. Yeah. Um. So I got a, a treadmill for the garage. 
I yep. this will be fantastic. I can do what I want, when I want. And it was for about three to six months. Yeah. And then I sort of felt like I was more like a hamster on a wheel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and now I've just confined myself to a prison in the garage. This yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so at that point, I thought, well, I want to get outside. You know, running's not all about spinning on a, in a mm. garage. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I did a bit of investigation, and I found an organization called Achilles. Brilliant. Yep. Which is um, all around the country now in New Zealand, but predominantly was originally was based from New York. Yeah, and I got hold of these folks, and they sort of told me about how I could get out running with a a guide runner, Brilliant. with the use of um, you know vocal prompts, yeah, and and potentially like a, a a tether rope which we just loosely hold between us, and yeah, between sure. those two methods we could we could run fairly fairly happily. Cool. So I, I started with that. Um, that was that was that was really good. Awesome. And at that point, they sort of said, you know, one of the things we do do is we take a team every year to do the New York Marathon. Mm. And I thought, yeah, bugger <laughs> off. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just a North Shore boy trying to get a bit fitter. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to wear off the, the, the beer belly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did the Auckland half, and I got to the point, I thought, well, if I can do a half, then... Surely you can do a full. Yeah, yeah. People seem to do it, and they still seem to to live after it. So yeah, <laughs> it's just a matter of extending extending that reality. Um, right. Obviously, before I'd done a half, a half seemed like a long way. Mm. Once I'd done one, it seemed like a long way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought, it, I suppose that yeah, that whole perspective of what's doable changes. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll, yeah, why not? Let's do let's do a full. Yeah. Um. So yeah, two thousand seven. Um, I went to New York with my brother. Yep. So he was your your guide. He was, he was my primary guide. Yep. 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 And that worked out pretty well. And um, and you say primary, so you usually have a standby or or someone who can sub in. If you, I mean, what worst we, case scenario, yeah. your guide gets cramped. And <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. What we tend to do in in those events and and bigger runs and stuff is is have some form of backup. Yep. So like in New York, for example, I've ever had. At the very least, I've had one other. Yeah. Um, and ideally, which we've done in various years, we've had up to four. Wow. Yeah. So in like a, a high-intensity um, crowd environment, yeah. you can run with a person each side, uh, one behind, sort of blocking people from running between you. Yeah. Because oh, obviously, obviously yeah. the last thing I want is someone separating me from my yes. primary guide. Yeah, not seeing they, the... They um, can, they can come unstuck pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And sometimes one in front just sort of, I suppose... Uh, clearing the way if you need it, or um, yeah. just letting people know that as you're coming up upon them that there's, uh, you know, people coming through, all that sort of thing. Yeah, well, it's a. Uh, I mean, when you're looking at these major marathons, you've got sort of what forty, fifty thousand people, and then you throw in all the bottles that they're throwing on the ground and um, ah, yeah, cups and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the obstacles that that come with that. So, and especially yeah. in a marathon environment, I mean, not everybody's in this totally aware, mm. alert state. I mean, a lot of people yep. are in the zone, they're looking at their feet, they're yes, yeah. different parts of the run, they're, they're in that hurt zone, they're in their own mindset, they're, they're not expecting some bloke who can't see to be running them down or yeah, get, yeah. getting in the way. So yep. to be fair, it's um, it, it, a marathon is, is what everyone, yeah, I suppose everyone experiences it differently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously very aware that... Um, my needs are totally different to someone else's and everyone runs a different race. So. Yeah. So tell us about that 2007 marathon. How did it go? And did, did you cross the finish line in the end? That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've always been told that, you know, if you're going to do one, do New York, it's wow. you know, that big. Yeah. And it certainly was that. Um, Absolutely. I mean, for me, I had a, a had the dreaded ankle injury about a month out. Oh, no. So I did the old uh, aqua jog yeah. um, month. Yeah, <laughs> before it and went for a run the Sunday. Been there. Went for a run the Sunday before and thought, oh, well, here goes nothing. Here goes nothing. We'll yeah. we'll get it. We'll get across the line. Cool. Um, so it was good. I was, originally, I was looking for a, a sort of a sub sub four. Yep. Um, wow. We, we came in about yeah four and a half. Nice. And I suppose you know I was reasonably happy with that. Yep. The the crowd that you know you're running with like you say fifty thousand people. Mm. There's two to three million people lining the streets. It's That's just incredible. it's just a a huge party. It's, yeah. Hugely addictive, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, it just blew my mind as to what 
a marathon could be or what what an event or in a international yeah. stage would be like it was just yeah phenomenal yeah and i think for those people listening who have only ever done uh, or, or like new zealand marathons mm. where most of the time you, you know you're not running near a huge crowd of people and there's not a huge number of spectators um, it's just a whole nother level when you're doing these major marathons uh, with that crowd support um, so did that kind of make a big difference and particularly in that second half for you oh huge yeah. yeah um it presented different challenges because in training here like you say you're running the streets and it's fairly quiet yeah and we went through stages there where it was so loud that <laughs> I, I couldn't hear the you know the verbal prompt from yes, my guide yeah. um we had people either side of you and in front and behind so you're buffering you're buffering into people all the time it was yeah an environment that i wasn't I suppose used to but yeah hugely huge thrill yeah yeah fantastic and around that four to four and a half hour group you're right in the big mass of people um that sort of you know your average marathon time might be i don't know around about five hours or so um, so you've got a lot of people on the course. So, yeah, it must be tricky to navigate. Huge buzz. Yeah, very cool. Now, so you you did 2007 and and your brother survived? Did he run the whole way? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, a champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um, now, you, so you've been back, so you've been to New York nine times. Um, what what keeps you coming back to New York? <laughs> it's highly addictive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose a big part was I, w- I was with the Achilles New Zealand team. Yeah. So, A, a it was a big event, and it, it's phenomenal in itself. But I suppose, secondly, every year I got to share it with other um, other people with varying types of disabilities. Yeah. So, it's it's watching people over the, the months of training sort of get to a point where they're ready to do it, overcoming mm. their own uh, physical challenges, their own mental challenges i suppose is getting you know, making sure they can actually do it yeah yeah um yeah. and just watching that progress and obviously when as you go out with a team like in any sporting event of, of that nature it's i think it's just as much sharing and witnessing other people's victories yeah. as it is your own which yeah. is fantastic absolutely um yeah there's fifty thousand stories as well as your your own of of struggle and perseverance to just get to that start line and there's such a small yeah. amount of time between the, the night before when everyone's anxious as hell yeah and the night after when everyone's just elated yeah um and like you say the 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 change in people when they cross that finish line and they know that they've done a marathon and especially one of that that size um and popularity is, is amazing yeah yeah um i suppose yeah for me I, what i found was like I say, the first year I did it in four and a half. Yep. The, the years after, I trained probably just as hard or harder. Mm. Um, and I found my, my times were actually getting slower. Yeah, okay. And I thought, well, this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> Maybe the beer content is too high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a variable here. Yeah. That's not, yeah. Um, but, and what I found was in, in 2012, I sort of thought, this is getting ridiculously hard. Yeah. And um, my right hand side wasn't working as well as it should have been oh. um and a, a month before the new york marathon in 2012 i went to the, went to the docks and got some tests and bits and pieces mm. and um yeah lucky me i found out that i'd been diagnosed with parkinson's wow yeah which i suppose in, on the good side gave me a reason to well gave me a, a the answer to why i was having so much difficulty yeah, yeah. um on the other on the on the negative side it was obviously Told yeah, I was in a, a, a yeah. progressive health condition. Yes. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was a shock. That was a bit of a shock. Yeah. Um, and then twenty twelve was the year of Superstorm Sandy in New York. So we wow. literally got there, and the day after, on the like five o'clock on the Friday night, um, news came out that they they cancelled it. Yeah. So I was like, this is turning to be a fantastic year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, hence New York that night was full of people in tracksuits getting smashed. Yeah. And um, they they had a, I suppose, a, a token run on the Sunday around Central Park. Yeah. Which, uh, ironically, was a perfectly blue-skied, still sunny <laughs> yeah. day. It was fantastic. Wow. But obviously, you know, just around the corner, there was still wreckage and people being dug out of houses and 
yeah. it was pretty horrific. It was, it was at Staten Island that was the most damaged and... Yeah, not uh, only like about yeah. five hundred meters from the start line was still quite pretty, pretty yeah, yeah, pretty dramatic stuff. Yeah, but even for us, I mean, we at the hotel we were in was still in blackout. Oh wow! So you know, you, all, the, all the intersections had no power. They had like um, flares burning on the corners. It was huh. cricket. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> they had some sort of sci-fi movie. Yeah, oh, that's um, incredible. Ironically, yeah. it's like we got there and they, they had the hotel had power in the lobby. Um, no power in the rooms. Still had heating and hot water. Yeah. But we we given our room key and a glow stick to get around our room. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a different experience. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, it wasn't so bad. I thought, you know, yeah. there's, no, there's no light in the room. It's like, well, yeah. so what? Yeah. Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah. Suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, Parkinson's adds another another layer to your your challenge. Um, and obviously, you've gone back since twenty twelve. Um, how have you find, found training with with that new new health challenge? It's it's a management program. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have noticed the the physical difference and the physical demands and and yeah. how I have to. I suppose these days my recovery program is probably more strict than my training program. Okay, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, absolutely. I suppose when, when I first started running, it was like run as much as you could otherwise you're, <laughs> you're not good enough yeah and recovery was like you know a small run <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whereas now i i still obviously still do my bigger runs yeah. um but i spend a lot of time obviously managing um nutrition mm. making sure I'm, I'm hydrating well i'm eating well yeah. very much limit any any food that are classes negative or inflammatory or anything like that yeah okay wow um obviously making sure that i'm getting the sleep yeah um always doing things like you know massage and acupuncture and chiropractor and all sorts of other bits and pieces great yeah. um i started doing a program this year called neurophysics yeah which has been really beneficial wow and that's sort of working on doing like a, a lightweight gym program yeah um and functional movement um, and that's awesome. working really well to give me a lot more flexibility and control over my, I suppose, nervous system. Yeah, I mean that's what Parkinson's is, isn't it? It's that brain connection with your with your muscles and for sure. Um, yeah. And so is that what it's sort of designed to do? Build those those connections and make sure you every, everything's connecting as they should. Well, as good as possible. Yeah. Um, what I find is. For me, I, I sort of go well. I classes like two two phases. I'm, my my body's either on or off. Mm. When it's on, I'm fully functional. Yeah, which is fantastic. But sometimes it's only for the first ten minutes of a run. Oh wow! And then it's like I go into the off stage, and it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the wheels fall off. It's like your muscles get tighter. Yeah, they don't fuck. You know, you're trying to do things, and it's like like your core disappears. Yeah, and you think. Okay, how how am I going to lift these legs if my stomach's vanished? Yeah. Um. If I get a, if I get tremor, if I if I find, um, my like sympathetic nervous system kicks in and I yeah. I just start to overheat and like oh wow it, it whole like, literally the whole system just dies. Yeah. yeah. And then it's sort of like, and is that caused by like stress or is that um more of a when you've been just working physically too hard or a bit of everything yeah yeah. Okay. yeah certainly stress is something that i've got to very much manage yeah um as far as running if I, the more i can prepare for it so if i've slept well if i've eaten well well hydrated don't get too panicky about your run try and keep things fairly sane yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but then obviously wow. then i've still got the other things to think about as far as you know who, who i'm running with yeah. Um, what the if I can you know I suppose little things like can I trust the guide to maybe keep me safe, mm. which is these days is probably the least of my worries. But in, yeah, and you know it's obviously still quite a big part. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the run itself and, and how long how far we're going and who, you know who's around you and obstacles and yeah all the fun stuff that we have to worry about with whatever run we're doing. So yeah, absolutely. Wow, and it's um yeah pretty impressive. My my dad's actually come down with Parkinson's, and and you know he's in his seventies now, but right. um, he actually finds that 
he he's got a, a big lifestyle property where he's done up the gardens and mm-hmm. um, some days he he won't be able to do anything he'll just be in bed the whole day and then other days he's sort of running around the garden yeah um, digging holes and and feeling feeling really good um, yeah yeah so he's and, got that sort of body's yeah. on and body's off sort yeah of thing. yeah okay uh, but he definitely finds those those big movements of digging holes chopping down branches really helpful for um, for maintaining that um, I guess that yeah ability to use your muscles and use your body properly. Have you found that the running's been helpful in that respect? Yeah, yeah very much so. I think yeah. the, the regular exercise is, is certainly beneficial. Yeah. Um, I suppose for me, I find if I tend to do my bigger runs on a Sunday. Yeah. Just by just the way it's by arrangement at the at the moment. So quite often Saturday morning is like, I think, oh, that's my sleeping day, I'll get up when I want, I'll have breakfast when I want, yeah. instead of my normal regime of getting up early and everything's got a, a, a timetable to keep to, yeah. a schedule, yeah. And quite often on Saturday morning I'll get up a bit later, I'll have a lazy breakfast, and by mm. 9 or 10 o'clock I think, I've actually got to go and do something, I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling hideous. Yeah. I just haven't kicked my body into into gear. Yeah. Um, so there's certainly... Wow. You know, you, at the end of the week, you're looking forward to a sleeping and a lazy morning. Yeah. And once you have one, you sort of think, oh, I must regret it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wow. Um, so you've gone back to New York, uh, was it 2013 and in 2014? When when was your most recent um, New York marathon? Yes, yeah, so I've been back every year. So Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yep. 13 through till last year. Yeah. And what's... For those who haven't run the course, what what are the kind of key areas when you're running around New York um, that that you experience? Because you're going through the diff- five different boroughs, so I guess every neighbourhood's got its own flavour. Very much so, yeah, and, and even different flavours within one district as such. Yeah, sure. So it's obviously you've got a, a, a ton of people. Yep. Um, you start on a bridge, so the first mile is uphill, first, second mile is downhill. Yep. So there's no people there apart from all the participants. And then you run through the, just the, the streets and stuff, and I suppose about the 5K mark, you sort of start to think, well, where are these people everyone talks about? <laughs> and all of a sudden they start to appear, and, and they they come out in, in true Brooklyn style. They're loud and proud. And, wow, yeah. yeah. Um, good thing about Americans and New Yorkers is they, they know how to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they adopt you like you know, you're one of theirs. It's like you're the yeah. long-lost family member. Yeah, cool. um, they scream at the top of their lungs, and you think this is phenomenal. You've never met me, but yeah, yeah. totally passionate. Yeah, and would you have your name written somewhere on your your yeah, top? Yeah, I've always so people can, tried, yeah, tried yeah. put my name on my shirt. Um, if you cool. don't, they just they just yell at anything that's on your yeah. shirt. So you know, go Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> but you always try and have like a New Zealand or put your name on there. It's just cool. so well worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just phenomenal. And there's literally, I think, you know, two or so hundred bands playing live around the course wow. and yeah. gospel choirs and all sorts of bits and pieces so yeah. it's, it's, it's just a huge festival wow um, so you're certainly going through Brooklyn you've got different neighbourhoods that are quite dynamic yep um, through Queens over the bridge into Manhattan mm. which is just that's outstanding and that's about is, is that about 20 miles in maybe about, you're getting close about, to the about, end yeah. about 23 k's it's yep. just after okay. the half yeah and then you go up through Manhattan um, over the bridge into the Bronx, yep. which is probably about the 30k mark. Cool. Which is quite good because if, you know, if you hit, hit the wall at 30k, you're stuck in the Bronx, so yeah. it's a good excuse to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love then, it. then back over to Manhattan um, yep. down to Central Park, and I suppose the last six, seven k's is through Central Park. Cool. And, and down Fifth Ave there. And, yeah. and obviously through Central Park, it's just like a, a single lane road, so the, the crowd's nice and close. Yeah, cool. The um the runners get nice and close. Yeah, it's just a, a gentle undulation to the finish line. Brilliant. Um, pops you out by Columbus Circle, and then you sort of hang a left, and you've got about another three four hundred meters of um uphill. Yep. Nothing like uphill at the end of a run. <laughs> and um across the line, and yeah, wow. deal done. Yeah. Off, cool. the, off to find pizza and a beer. <laughs> yeah, is that your usual go to? Are, are there any, any restaurants where you'd recommend people go at the, at the finish? Oh, there's a stack of them, but yeah, we've got a little favourite pizza pizza place, which is you know about hundred cool. metres from our hotel, so it's it's crawlable after the run. Yeah, um, brilliant. It, it's certainly it's one way of making food taste phenomenal. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you kind of got to do the local the local food. Like I did the Chicago Marathon and oh, everyone yeah. went out for deep dish pizza afterwards. Got to be done, eh? Yeah. Um, and I just love it. Salt on top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Plenty of salt, please. Um, yeah, so in New York, you got to do the pizza. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Deep, deep fried mozzarella wedges. Oh, no. I'm sold on them. <laughs> yeah. They'll kill you yeah. any other time of the year, but that yeah. night you get away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm sure they, they don't fit into your everyday... Um, no, they're not. not Non-inflammatory like, diet. Not high in the, the nutritional value. Yeah. yeah. But they're fantastic. Brilliant. Now, are you, are you going this year? Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah, this is number 10. So oh, wow. It's, it's, you can't really stop at nine, can you? Yes, exactly. Everyone <laughs> just asks you what happened. <laughs> Cool. And have you got a, a, a goal in mind as far as time is concerned, or is it just a, a, a finish, enjoy it kind of thing? This year is just a finish. I mean, yep. every year it's just a finish. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, in the back of your mind, you've always got a, a, a time in mind. Yeah. Um, but reality is, I know myself, it's, it's what the body throws me on the day. Um, every year it's it's got different challenges. Um, so I'm sure parts of the run I'll be, I'll be feeling on. And we'll be feeling good, but over the course of forty two k's, I'm going to have a fair chunk where I'm yeah. potentially not enjoying myself that much. <laughs> I mean, every year I've sort of at some point I've sort of said I don't want to be anywhere else in the world. This place is fantastic. Yeah. And then at other parts of the run, you think I want to be anywhere else than <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. And for you, how do you push through those hard zones? Just tell myself it's only a few hours of my life. Just yeah. Sort yourself out. Cool. It, it's only a temporary thing. It might feel like it's going on forever. Yeah. And and these days when I'm out there for like you know six seven and like last year was just under eight hours, and it, it you know eight hours feels like mm. forever. Yeah. But yeah, you just got to tell yourself it's 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 only just push through it. Yeah. It's, um. Brilliant. If you don't stop, you will finish. Cool. It's, it's basically the golden rule, and yeah, just deal with whatever the body throws you. Um, keep to your plan. Yeah. And don't deviate off. Of what you've been, you know, you've trained with as far as food, nutrition, yeah, uh, what you what you do to manage those those tight periods of stretching and you know walking, whatever your programs is, and just yeah, you work within your boundaries and keep to your goal and plan. Cool. And I suppose for me, the luxury is that I am doing it with other other people, other guides, and support people. Yeah. Yeah. So this year I've got um Mike Matt Roberts. Oh, brilliant! He's going to be yeah. doing it for TV3. Me with, doing it with me for the third time. Yeah. Brilliant. So he's become a, a, a very good guide. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously a very, very close and supportive person in my life, which has cool. been fantastic. Wow. Um, so I think he's yeah, very much amping and re- yeah. ready for it and looking forward to a, a great day. Cool. Oh, awesome. I love that. If you, if you don't stop, you'll finish. So for those with the marathon <laughs> coming up, keep that those words in mind. Now, um, a couple of things, thanks so much for giving your time, really, really appreciate it. Um, a couple of things I thought we could um, point people towards, if they are interested in um, in maybe guiding or supporting Achilles, um, how can, can can people help out? And, and also you work at the Blind Foundation, so that might be another mm-hmm. avenue that people might want to look to support. Um, so do you want to give us some details on how people can get involved and, and support? Yeah, certainly. So I suppose for anybody who's looking to, to guide or become a support runner yeah. or, or walker for that matter, yeah, um, best bet is to look up um, Achilles New Zealand. Yeah. So they can either go to achillesnewzealand.org mm. or look us up on Facebook. Um, we've got a, a few different groups and chapters around the country now. Brilliant. So we're um, looking after more and more people. Um, and is there quite a need for for guides? Is, is there always need for for people to get involved yeah the good yeah. thing about it is, is is people that are you know trying to do as well as, as as much as they can yeah as far as um events and all that sort of thing yeah and then you got other people who just want to get out and and do a bit of a jog or do, do a bit of a walk or whatever oh yeah um some of the best success stories have just been people that have had no prior fitness aspirations but they've mm. got some sort of health condition or they've got something that has stopped them or prevented them from from getting out yeah. And within, you know, so many months of walking or jogging or whatever they want to do, just changes the whole mindset. Some yeah, some of them have managed to, you know, lower or sometimes even get rid of different medication that wow. they've been they've been on. Yeah. Um, tends to make you think a bit brighter. 
probably eat better. Mm. Just generally change your change your whole outlook on life. I think. Brilliant. So yeah. it's and Achilles are they're a good bunch. Yeah. Obviously very supportive. Okay. Um, they'll tend to laugh with you. <laughs> we tend to laugh at ourselves a lot. <laughs> um, life cool. serious. Life can be serious enough. So yeah. Basically, it's all about having fun and getting out there and doing it. Yeah. Oh, cool. And um, the Blind Foundation, um, I've done a little bit of work with the Blind Foundation as far as their, their charity runners. Yeah. Um, yeah, how can people support what, what they're doing? Yeah, so certainly for, for the bigger events, sort of like Auckland and that sort of thing, we quite often have um, yeah, like charity runners and that sort of thing if you're looking to yeah. help out as far as fundraising and all, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And then obviously we've got a, like a recreation um, community sort of side of things as far as people that may want to volunteer for more recreation based activities as well. Cool. So oh, brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. And then yourself, um you've you've got a website and you've also got uh, a podcast. So do you wanna give us some, some details how people can follow what you're up to? Uh, originally a few years ago I made yeah. um blindrunner dot com which was just to I suppose document my my story yeah. and I suppose give a few hints and tips for others that were looking to either guide or get into running as a blind or or blind or low vision runner or walker cool um and a step up from that was to do a podcast which is just the blind sport podcast yeah which again was just to highlight um some of those stories more in a an audio format which i yeah. thought was ideal for people that had vision issues absolutely yeah. um and obviously a podcast is once it's once it's published and it's up there it's up there for good so yeah it's something that people can go back to and download that resource when they want to so Cool. sort of covered a whole lot of different activities and sports to do with blindness yeah um, had some some fantastic stories of people's triumphs and struggles and yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah it's, it's yeah. been good been good journey awesome great well uh, I definitely encourage people to go and check out the check out your website check out the um, the podcast and thanks again Mike for joining the show yeah you're welcome thank you very much. Mm-hmm.